Good morning and welcome to Out of the Blue on Sunday 5th of August 2018. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 on your AM dial, or you can have a listen from our website, www.3cr.org.au forward slash Radio Blue, where you can stream our broadcast and you'll also find a number of previously aired episodes that have been uploaded as podcasts. My name is Andrew Christie from Marine Care Point Cook and Melbourne Polytechnic, and today I'm joined in the studio by Caroline Esbenshade from Marine Care Point Cook. How are you today, Caroline? I mean, I'm here in body, if not spirit. And, you know, I did a little experimentation about the importance of hydration to the body. Yeah, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's an aquatic theme, hydration. Yeah, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, well, we'll see how you go then. Um, today's, um, today's weather is an interesting one. Bit of a mixed bag because we've got a top of 18 degrees. Very nice, sunny weather out there. But, of course, as I always say, if you're taking to the beautiful waters of Port Phillip Bay or elsewhere around uh, the Victorian coastline, please be super careful. And uh, just to outline a little bit about what's been going on the last few weeks especially, as we all know, uh, living in Melbourne, we've been getting some very, very high winds. Uh, Coming in from the north uh, today, we've got winds of about 25 to 30 knots. Now, some of our listeners might not have much of an appreciation of what that sort of means. And to give you an idea, when we talk about knots, that's invariably, if, if you're looking at wind from the land side, we're going to be talking kilometres an hour because everyone can uh, can relate to it. So if we're looking uh, today, we're getting gusts of up to 50 kilometres an hour, uh, sitting somewhere between 35 and 50 kilometres an hour coming in from the north. When we look at the marine forecast, what you seas instead of running with kilometres now they run with the nautical term so it's knots um, in the same way as we talk about often nautical miles is the uh, the measure that gets used for, um, for for talking about things in the marine context. A knot, a single knot is 1.85 kilometres an hour so when we look at today's um, website for the Bureau of Meteorology they're going to be discussing uh, wind speeds of uh, around, what are we looking at today uh, 25 to 30 knots with squalls of up to 45 knots so how quick is 45 knots? That's 45 multiplied by 1.85, which is 83.25 kilometres an hour. That's some pretty serious power that we're uh, that we're playing with there. And yeah, that's some good wind. That, is, that certainly is. So blasting in from the north, more than enough to uh, upset or capsize a tinny. When you factor in the fact that we're going to be getting 1.5 to 2.5 uh, to 2.5 metre waves um, out on the bay, that's some pretty uh, pretty serious power. So please be careful if you're out and about, uh, especially boating. Um, it's probably not quite the day for snorkelling. Having said that, I mean, if you get in uh, to locations that are tucked in nice and close to the shore, um, if we look at uh, uh, Point Cook Marine, sanctuary being one jawbone marine sanctuary being another it's not prohibited by any stretch but it just means that you've got to be so careful um because the if uh what i was saying there 
being tucked in close to the shore means you've got that protection factor. The winds are blasting in straight over your head and you're riding close to the shore, so there's not a lot to, um, you know, uh, there's not going to be too much there to upset you. As soon as you start going out a bit further, then you've got a bit of an issue. And it's one of those things, uh, the other one uh, is a good example, Mushroom Reef Marine Sanctuary, where we went recently for sharing the love for, which I'll talk about during the show today. Um, That's another location where you can get some good uh, snorkelling done regardless of weather because of the topography of the land and also the water. Mm. Um, it's one of these things where you often look at it and you think in this day and age where we're trying to come up with alternative forms of energy um, you know wind and uh, wind energy and wave energy is one of those things that's quite an interesting uh, quite an interesting topic. Yeah to be doing a little bit more with that. Absolutely, we could. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, in um, in coming weeks, we've got a few interesting guests that we'll be having on the show. Before I uh, give you a bit of an out, give our listeners a bit of an outline on that, we'll quickly whip to a community service announcement and back in a tick. Estás sintonizando 3CR 855 de tu dial AM. صدای ما را از رادیو 3CR 855 Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the airwaves. Call the station on 94198377. The number is again 94198377. You're listening to Out of the Blue on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55 on your AM dial. Um, Yeah, we live in interesting times, don't we? That was an interesting little community service announcement. Lots of diversity in the landscape um, for uh, as far as 3CR is concerned. When we, uh, interesting times, we live in with the announcement during the week that Fairfax and Nine are merging. Um, How that's going to influence things, who knows? We shall find out in the not-too-distant future, I am tipping. Anyway, um, what we'll be having for our listeners, just to give a bit of a rundown on what we're going to have uh, in store for them in the next few weeks, we were actually going to have John Lewis, who is the Principal Marine Consultant for Eslink Services, whose slogan is linking sustainable economic returns with environmental and social outcomes. He was going to be in the studio today, but he's actually had to hang around a few extra days in Singapore for uh, business, so he's um, unfortunately not able to join us in the studio today. He's graciously agreed to come on into the studio sometime in the near future, that'll be in the next few weeks or months, and he'll share his insights into marine pests and biofouling, which I'm very very keen to um, uh, hear about because John's actually got some views that are reasonably controversial in terms of how important or otherwise marine pests are to the uh, to the overall dynamic of the marine environment. So that'll be something to look forward to. Also, uh, we were thinking about getting him in the studio today, but unfortunately he's got a bit of a head cold. Um, but David Donnelly, who's the Field Research Officer at the Dolphin Research Institute um, and is working at the moment on the Two Bays Whale Project, uh, will be joining us in coming weeks as well. Um, the charismatic megafauna uh, side of things, the marine mammals are always pretty well represented on Out of the Blue. We had uh, Dr Kate Charlton-Robb in the studio a few weeks back talking about her work with um, marine mammals. So we'll get uh, David in and get his take on it all, which I'm sure will be very interesting as well. Yes. 
Okay, um, so with regards to what we'll be discussing today, um, we had, as I alluded to before, we had a tremendous um, event over in Summers down on the Mornington Peninsula recently. That was on, uh, it was from Friday the 20th of July through until Sunday 22nd of July inclusive. So the main days were the Saturday and Sunday, so it was a full weekend gig. And Sharing the Love 4 is basically one of these events that Parks Victoria have been sponsoring now since 2012 um, when we had the inaugural event in Barwon Heads and that's something that gets held every two years we went to Sharing the Love 2 was at Wilson's Prom uh, Wilson's Promontory back in 2014 and followed that up with Sharing the Love 3 at uh, Warnable in yes. 2016 and discussions are already um, already being shaped as to where we'll have the next one for 2020 with options uh, including Anglesey and Torquay region as well as the Far East um, our pals out at uh, Beware Reef, uh, Don Love if you're listening um, we've got these friends groups that are basically spread right around the state and it's a tremendous opportunity to bring them all together and hear what they've been up to uh, what they want to do for the future what's happened in the past and it's a really good event to, uh, to, to get along to so if any of our listeners are keen to um, get along um, please have a look at some of the marine friends groups around the place and uh, and get involved no it's a wonderful opportunity unfortunately I couldn't make it this year but it's really good because you get all these people in the room that all are very excited about marine you know science and activism and what's really important is connecting those citizen scientists together so that they can actually kind of you know kind of check notes with each other like what have you been doing what worked and so nobody has to reinvent the wheel like sharing the knowledge sharing the love you know it's not just about sharing how much we love you know the marine environment it's about what did you do that didn't work and what would you suggest like down to you know kind of organizational tips because you know running a community organization is very complex absolutely yeah that's that's a pretty good summary of uh of where we're at with that one um i think uh mark rodriguez of parks victoria has been the man um as far as pulling it all together there's been a lot of other people uh who have assisted in the the latest um the latest sharing the love for at summers we had uh friends of mushroom reef marine sanctuary that were instrumental in um in getting together Together and organising the event, uh, particularly Anna Grage. A quick uh, hello to her if she's listening. Um, but Mark's view was that it's basically a pretty small investment overall in being able to foster and develop connections between the friends groups. And again, that's a really good summary of uh, of what we uh, what we get up to. I, I guess the other thing to point out from the outset is that for those of our listeners who are uh, keen to get involved in this sort of stuff, remember you don't have to have a PhD in marine science or anything like that to be involved in these things. In fact, that's one of the strengths of the program. Um, is we've got people who, yes, are qualified in that way or have been involved in the uh, scientific research or the education and teaching side of things and, and all the rest. But then there's a lot of novices that come along too that have been, uh, you know, are keen to put on a, a, you know, don the mask and the snorkel and flippers and jump into the water and check it out. So. Oh, like myself. I mean, I have a background in fine art. I had never really been snorkeling until I, you know, caught up with you. So, yeah, you know, it's it's all, it's for everybody. It's for anyone who's interested it's not just for yeah chemists biologists that kind of thing that's exactly right and we were lucky enough this year we had some pretty good representation from marine care point cook we had myself uh eva klusacek was out there and malcolm rest got along too so uh the three of us it was uh it was quite good representation also um so we've got uh for, for those of our listeners around the melbourne metro region that are keen to get involved you don't need to look too much further than some of the um some of the marine care groups that are in that northern fringe of the bay uh giving a big plug to the mob that i'm the uh, president of marine care point cook on the one hand jawbone marine sanctuary care group um 
also there's a lot of cross-pollination these days between Moraine Care Point, Cook and Jawbone because yeah. they're only separated by about 15 clicks on the uh, as, as the crow flies, 15 kilometres between the two marine sanctuaries. And then, of course, there's Marine Care Ricketts Point for our listeners that are out on the eastern side of the bay uh, out towards uh, Bomiris Way. Um, wow, they are probably the one of the most active, if not the most active, marine care type group, the Friends Group, in the state of Victoria. They are unreal. They do an enormous volume of work and it was great catching up with uh, Ray Lewis and Amy and the gang down at um, Marine Care Ricketts Point because they're doing a tremendous amount of work these days. Uh, have been for a long time now, which is always uh, always great to see. So, uh, the summer's workshop, I found the whole thing a massive shot in the arm and uh, I remember Don Love in, um, in, uh, from the Beware Reef Marine Friends Group was saying uh, words to the effect of, you know, uh, being a volunteer, you get cheesed off after, after a while, you get annoyed with certain things that are going on and it's just a, a fantastic forum to be able to express all these things. Uh, however, the one thing uh, I will note about this workshop where there were about 50 attendees overall, it was just such a... a uh, being in an environment where there's so many people that are like-minded and are all enthusiastic and happy to be there and contributing, um, it is just sensational to see. And we've got some really terrific people working on a, a wide variety of things. The other big thing, of course, was that it was great to put faces to names. Um, after a while, you, you find a situation where you're corresponding with people. A great example was P.T. Hirschfield from Pink Tank Scuba, who's been instrumental in setting up and uh, orchestrating the whole Project Banjo and Raise Awareness movements. Um, it was wonderful meeting her um, because I've actually interviewed her as part of Out of the Blue before, but you know, never actually uh, have have never actually had the pleasure of meeting her until now. So uh, that was uh, that was terrific. A uh, bunch of others too. Virginia Mosk at the um, Marine Care Ricketts Point Group. Um, she's someone I've corresponded with for years, but have never uh, touched base with. So yeah, a lot out there for those that are interested to uh, to, to get involved. Uh, the welcome to country uh, was interesting too. That come from the uh, the Bunyurong Land Council. Aboriginal Corporation and Sea Country in that neck of the woods for those of our listeners who haven't been down there much is uh, is very important and quite fascinating. Uh, the marine life in the region is probably best highlighted by the weedy sea dragons which are commonly seen out at Flinders Pier. Now it was a real shame unfortunately when we were uh, down at Summers we were trying to get across to Flinders Pier but the uh, uh, the thing with Flinders Pier and these sorts of areas down there is you've got very very high tidal variation. Uh, it sits somewhere generally between two and as many as three metres. Mm. So that's one of those situations where you've got plenty of, uh, I guess, potential for swash and all these uh, conditions to suddenly arrive where, you know, you might get swells on top of that and the water becomes very, very murky and uh, visibility was about one metre this time. So unfortunately we had to postpone uh, the uh, the dive, at, uh, the, the snorkelling, I should say, at Flinders Pier. Um, having said that, if we had our time again, I would love to have gone out to uh, Mushroom Reef Marine Sanctuary because I'm um, reliably informed and having never set foot in the water there myself it's an area where uh, if the, the weather's that there's a bit of inclement weather around it doesn't necessarily make a huge difference and it's mm. a really beautiful environment to uh, to get in one of those sheltered spaces like you were talking before it, exactly and for our listeners that have never seen it it is well worth even if this afternoon if you get some time jump onto google earth or punch in a uh, you know a google image search for mushroom reef um, it is gorgeous i mean what you've got is basically this great big uh, what you'd call an isthmus uh i'll try that again isthmus <laughs> that word um <laughs> that's the one and it's um it's uh like this imagine uh basically uh why it's called mushroom reef marine sanctuary 
country is because it looks like this great big mushroom, which is the intertidal basalt reef that extends right out into the uh, into the water. And literally, when you stand up on top of the platform and you look down on the thing, you, you're struck by this view that you've got um, this this giant mushroom out in the water. And what that means, of course, is there's nice little channels and so on that you can actually go out and explore. So the sanctuary itself covers 56.7 hectares, and it abuts the Mornington Peninsula National Park, extends from the high water mark to approximately one kilometre offshore, and it's relatively close to the uh, to the township of Flinders. Now, it is protected from large swells by uh, nearby, nearby Bismarck, uh, Bismarck Reef, so it's not just the, uh, the isthmus itself that does the protection, and is influenced by the ocean waters of Bass Strait, and of course by tidal flows from the western entrance to Western Port Bay. So the seafloor is predominantly, tends to be less than nine metres deep, but it mm. does get quite deep, you know, in, yeah. in, uh, in, in not too far off the shore before it really drops away. So as usual, you've got to be quite careful and you've got to pick your mark. I sort of get the feeling before you spend too much time out at Mushroom Reef, it's probably advantageous to go out and spend a little bit of time at some of our more protected sanctuaries, you know, aka Point Cook and yeah. Jawbone, which is quite a safe environment. Get your comfort level up before you fling yourself out there. And that's the key to all this stuff, whether you're scuba diving or snorkeling or whatever. Yeah, start off with the snorkeling and then get into it and just start to feel a bit more comfortable with the water, of course. Um, comfort and confidence and cockiness are totally different things. <laughs> so you do have to be very, very careful out there. There's no uh, no question about that and you can never get around it. Uh, surface water temperatures vary between an average of about 17.5 degrees in the summer down to about 13 degrees in winter. And that's mm. one thing where people sometimes don't realise when we talk about the ocean, what we're automatically talking about in many, many cases is a great big heat sink. Um, so if we're looking at the shallow shell waters of Port Phillip Bay, the northern section say, it's not unusual to get uh, temperatures down. I'm reliably informed that Marine Care Ricketts Point one day were documenting temperatures as low as about 8 degrees in the mm-hmm. middle of winter. Freezing cold water. Um, and uh, that's only going to happen in the shallows because you haven't got as much of a volume of water. When you get the larger volume of water, of course, what's happening on the land and in the atmosphere takes a hell of a lot longer to actually cool or heat that water accordingly. Yes. So when you were looking at things like, for example, um, uh, mushroom reef marine sanctuary and the water around that 13 degrees is about as low as it gets during the winter um so uh, so steep deeper waters that are stabilizing the temperature correct that's exactly what happens so that's why we consider it a bit of a uh, a bit of a heat sink anyway um in the week that coles uh supermarkets decided to um hold back on their plastic bag not uh, so much a ban they were going to start charging people which was going to uh, uh foreseeably reduce the number of uh, plastic bags out there they um, crumpled they crumpled and did a great big uh, um, yeah, went went backwards and on that one. Never mind. Yeah, no, what a shame. Um, it was such a really strong force. I think, yeah, I get the point from the consumer, you know, showing up and being like, well, I'm buying stuff. I kind of expect you to give me a bag to take it in. But there are bag options there. And it, the plastic bags and the plastic rubbish, like it's just this whole thing that we all need to try and start where we can. And it's just such a great way to kind of, lead into that of like oh i need to go grab my bag before i go shopping or grab one of the bags while i'm here it was just such a great window of opportunity to start switching kind of the the mentality of you know the using of the plastic bags and then 
yeah, they totally crumpled on it. And uh, it's such a shame because there's so many options. And even there's some really great community initiatives like the boomerang bags going on where they have bags there that you can use and you take them and they're free, but you just have to bring it back. And it's, it's a great community local feeling of, you know, helping each other out and, you know, reuse, recycle and not make plastic rubbish that's exactly right and that's where nowadays we've got some real decisions to make because we've got this western consumerist materialistic culture that uh we've got to have some sort of light at the end of the tunnel here and stop doing this stuff because we can't keep doing what we're doing if you want uh evidence of that have a look at uh that fantastic program that craig rucastle of the chaser has been putting together war on waste and he's talking about the situation in china where they've got the recycling restrictions that have been put in place now what it means for us is that we used to get uh, this great big square pallet of stuff that was put together and it used to weigh approximately one tonne. And that used to reach, we used to get from the Chinese government about, or the, the Chinese uh, firms that were, were embarking on this recycling project, we used to send them our waste and we'd get back three or four hundred bucks a tonne. Uh, we're getting, we're lucky to get about 30 bucks now or if if at all anything which Be- keep in mind we have to pay to get it there Correct. so at that point which it's not financially money. exactly it's not financially uh, viable and basically what's happened there is there's the the, the chinese have asked for 0.5% contamination um in terms of the recycled uh products that we're sending over there the the, the garbage the, the the refuse all the waste so essentially what's happening there is we've got a situation where we can't guarantee the 0.5% i don't think anyone can no. so it's basically the chinese saying well we're sick of taking your waste now so uh, we've got a situation now where we really have to start uh, making some decisions. And a little bit of a funny story for our audience. Um, I had a bit of a brush with death when I was down at uh, sharing the love for at uh, Summers. A um, bit of a funny story. It's um, the first time I'm hearing about nah, it. It well, sound nah, very funny. Well, well, no, it is. Um, what happened was we had, uh, I was enjoying the lunch on the beautiful platform overlooking Mushroom Reef Marine Sanctuary. And I had one of those little Prima type drinks, you know, one of those little fruit juice containers and mm. I was sipping away from that and I had it in my pocket and best of intentions and I went to take it out and put it in the bin and you know those little about the size of an index finger you know the little plastic wrappers that wrap around the straws the drinking uh. straws that come with them that actually got separated and started blowing across the platform so I've started scurrying across the platform to go and grab this thing before it blows off the platform and eventually ends up in the sea and who does the thing blow past on the way to the uh, on the way to the beach none other than the lovely Fom Sharko of Out of the Blue and the St Kilda Eco Centre. And I've heard this this chilling sound behind me. It's, it's Fom's voice and she's saying, what are you doing? <laughs> and I honestly, I mean, talk about the fear of God. I scurried across the platform, grabbed this damn thing before it tipped off the end of the platform and, and just thought to myself, geez, that was a close shave, having Fom standing there. And she said, if that had a blown over the platform, I would have made you get it. And yeah, I was, she would have tossed you in. I'd so, I said, Fom, that was a best case scenario. <laughs> I was expecting to have my head cut off and my spinal column ripped out. It would have been like a scene from Predator. She would not have been happy. So it was a, uh, yeah, I feel I went uh, very close to oblivion then. So uh, a quick cheerio to Fom if she's out there. Um, I won't bang on about the plastic bags for too long because I now I know my panellists, um, Fom and Heather and Erin and Donna, have all been doing a ter- terrific job talking about plastics and the uh, the fate of plastics for the, uh, for the marine environment. So um, it's uh, one of those things that we've got to be quite uh, quite careful of. Anyway, let's go to a quick community service announcement and we'll be back with a song to break things up a little bit. We 
We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts, and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids, and come in black, white, gray, and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377. Or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Here's Calling All Nations by In Excess. Calling All Nations by In Excess. Okay, that's uh, that's it for Out of the Blue for another week. Thanks for coming into the studio, Caroline. No worries. And stay tuned for Out of the Pan with Sally. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.